0: Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis, and discussions. I'm your host Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Fuyu and Yang Guang, and we also have Tian Yu joining us today. And today we will be talking about the resumption of the European club football season and After the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, which was won by Argentina and now undoubtedly the greatest of all time, Lionel Messi, there's plenty of talking points to look at before the European football season resumes. But we will begin with this question. Um, Yang Guang, I'd like to start with you. Um, In your opinion, how would the World Cup, do you think, will affect the rest of the European football season?
1: Um, Yeah, it was um, an amazing World Cup, but... um
0: after all the celebrations for victories
1: and uh, recovery from the losses, players now need to head back to their clubs very soon. And some players uh, whose national teams got knocked out early have already returned to the, their clubs. Um, I think the English League Cup game between Manchester City and Liverpool um, perfectly mirrors what the impact of the World Cup is on these top clubs. These two teams both missed some key players and sent out incomplete squads. Uh, But I was very surprised to see that Dutch defender Aki could return so soon. Uh, The Netherlands reached the quarterfinals of the World Cup and Aki has been on the starting eleven throughout the whole tournament. But for the rest of the squads, both City and Liverpool were without their Brazilian goalkeepers. Julian Alvarez was of course absent for City. Uh, For Liverpool, Van Dijk, Henderson, Firmino were unable to play. Um, These absences largely affected the two teams. I think it's the same for other European clubs. Um, Brighton, for example, lost to second-tier side Charlton in the EFL Cup. They really struggled in the midfield without uh, McAllister. And this kind of impact, um, I I think, will stay long. Uh, We've talked about this um, prior to the World Cup. But I have to emphasize again that the tight game schedule before and after the World Cup in Europe is very negative to the players' fitness. There's already an injury list very, very long now, um, including some big names uh, on it. Kante, Pogba, Timo Werner, Karim Benzema. Uh, My fear is that with so many players worn out and having little time to rest against the packed fixtures, We may see even more injuries in the rest of the season and it could decide some results like um, title contentions, relegation race, Champions League trophy. Um, It's a a big test now for the team's depths.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think post the World Cup, especially in the early stages, the first two or three games, I think it's going to have a massive effect, particularly on bigger teams because, of course, you know, a lot of those teams probably will have sent um, larger numbers of players to the World Cup, and I think um, their non-return or their injury that they may have picked up or their, you know, their fatigue, could have a huge impact on one or two games. And like you said, in in tight European club competitions, so for example, Premier League, Serie A, etc., where the title race or the race for the top four is really close. You know, losing one or two games or even dropping points in one or two games can have a massive effect on the overall outcome of the season. And then, of course, in knockout competitions, which are happening right now, you know, particularly in England and other European leagues, and of course the Champions League, Europa League, etc. you know, losing a game there can knock you out for the entire season, of course. So I think um, the World Cup is definitely going to have an effect on, you know, certain teams... Um, Tianyu, any thoughts from your side on how the World Cup could affect the rest of the European football season?
2: Um, Yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, The World Cup being held in winter season for the first time, I think is definitely going to have a major impact on the competitions of the European top leagues. And I think the Premier League will bear the brunt of the tight schedule. You know, out, out of the 836 players participating in this year's World Cup, 134 of them are coming from the Premier League, almost one-sixth of them. And what's more, the last Premier League season had already been condensed down to fitting all the matches because of the COVID-19 pandemic, and there were more midweek games than ever before to accommodate for the rearranged championships leagues over the summer. So these players had little time to rest before the uh, this season began, and they're also having a pretty tense tournament soon. You know, the players who uh, are the Premier League will soon resume matches again on Boxing Day, and the players who participated in the final only had one week to recover for the league. So I think the English tournament is definitely going to be affected the most.
0: Yeah, I think fatigue is going to have, like you said, a massive effect on so many players, so many clubs, and... um... You know, we've already mentioned the injury list and it, it could continue. Hopefully it doesn't. You know, hopefully we see, um, you know, these massive European football clubs have, well, we hope that they've, um, you know, taken into account the fact that, you know, so many players are returning from the World Cup. Hopefully people like physios, doctors, et cetera, have been able to figure out a way to, to manage these players. And hopefully the managers and coaches have, you know, figured out a way to manage their time on the field and how they recover off the field. For you, from your perspective, what effect do you think we are going to see um, on the European football season and um, the effect that the World Cup had on this second half of it?
3: Um, After hearing all the points that the three of you have just made, I think we all agree that the Premier League is the most affected um, football league among the top five in Europe. And when I first thought about it, I thought it was crazy for players at European clubs to resume domestic league competition immediately after the World Cup. Um, Some of them who went all the way into the final had about a week before they have to play again, like Tianyu just mentioned. And um, when I examined the players and teams more carefully, it actually seems like it's not such a big problem at all. For big teams such as Manchester City, which we all agree have depth, their English players had a longer break because England were eliminated rather early from the World Cup. And um, Man City's first game after the break I believe is against Leeds, which is a very manageable team for them. Um, Their Julian Alvarez is among the young stars that rose from the World Cup stage, but he is not really a regular among City's starting lineup at Pep Guardiola's team. And um, apparently Guardiola doesn't think it'll be a big problem for the players. I think they will be okay. My, My first feeling they will be okay. So when I hear the World Cup was perfect in terms of they didn't feel the pressure but not much. Like you know if you play I don't know in England or in Italy or you know Qatar was more calm they told me I was not there so they were more relaxed and, and that's why I think they will be okay. Sooner or later they will, they will be back. People have the ability to forget the good things and bad things quick and, and restart again. I'm um, Just using City as an example, um, of course, I didn't go through every team and every player who were at the World Cup, but for many of them, it's not that hard because not all players had the chance to play a full World Cup schedule. Those that went far in the World Cup have someone else to shoulder responsibilities at their clubs. And few key players at their clubs had to assume the same role all the way into the last game at the World Cup. And um, here you may want to interrupt me and ask what about Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe. Um, Yes, I think they are the exceptions that I want to mention here, PSG are the club that I think will be most affected by the World Cup disruption because of um, these two of their leading players. The relationship between Messi and Mbappe may have become a bit more delicate after the team of one of them defeated that of the other in the World Cup final. And I can imagine how playing alongside Messi um, will remind Mbappe of what happened when they were last on the same pitch competitively. Um, Runners-up at the World Cup is the worst finish because they had to go through that pain of getting so close but not being able to reach it. So French players may need an even longer time to recover from the impact of the World Cup.
0: You mentioned an interesting point there um, about PSG. You know, I think um, I, I definitely agree that you have a point there. That the fact that you know uh, Kylian Mbappe and Lionel Messi have just played each, against each other recently, it might affect their relationship potentially in a negative way. But for some reason, in my head. I, I see it bringing them closer together. Um, I know that um, in the papers and in the media recently, it's been said that Kylian Mbappe is supposedly difficult to work with and that there's some, you know, there's some fractions in the PSG squad, um, you know, just with players wanting different things and having different opinions and a lot of superstars with their opinions, etc. Um but I think the fact that you know Messi is 35 and Mbappe is 24, um, you know they've both had the experience of winning and losing a World Cup. Um, you know they've also had the experience of almost single-handedly carrying their team in a World Cup final and having that experience, along with winning it and losing it. I think it could bring them closer together. They now have so much in common. I think Messi can impart a lot of wisdom on Mbappe about, you know, how to bounce back and then go on and win a World Cup. And I think they can use their combined experiences, you know, of winning and losing a World Cup, carrying their team to make their relationship, working relationship, better. And, and we may see um, improved cohesion from them. And I think that that could potentially create a very interesting dynamic. Um, But yeah, I think um, in terms of clubs most affected, um, PSG could definitely be one of those clubs that we may see. And it'll be interesting to see if it has a positive or negative effect. So I think they are definitely going to be one of the clubs to watch as the second half of the European football season resumes. Yang Guang, from your perspective, any other um, teams that you think could be uh, the most affected by uh, the World Cup?
1: On top of my head, um, Bayern Munich. Uh, they sent the most number of players to the World Cup among all European clubs, um, though a big majority of the team um, are for the German national team, which got eliminated quite early. Uh, there are still some players who just finished their World Cup journey, French players Kingsley Coman, Upamecano, Parach. What makes it worse is not Lucas Hernandez and Lucia Master we suffered injuries during the World Cup. It's really bad news for Bayern. Uh, they have quite thin defense line this season already, so I think their remaining campaign, both at the Champions League and in domestic league season, won't be easy. Um, then I also think of Paris Saint Germain. I agreed on all the points you mentioned. Uh, interestingly, Bayern Munich will play PSG in the Champions League last year, 16. It will be Really interesting to see how the te- two teams deal with World Cup impacts um, in the following months. Then um, in the English Premier League, the Athletic has collected this data on cumulative World Cup minutes played per squad. It turns out that City players had the most minutes played in Qatar, followed by Manchester United and Tottenham. So these three may have more player exhaustion to deal with in the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I think no one would have expected um, Manchester United to have had so many players that played so many minutes. So I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see what effect it has on their European and top four ambitions. Um, But yeah, I mean, I also would never have expected that Bayern Munich sent the most players to the World Cup, you know. And I think the Bundesliga is relatively tight this season. And of course, like you said, they are playing PSG in the Champions League last 16, so that should be very interesting to watch indeed as well. Tianyu, any other clubs that come to mind that you think could be greatly affected by the World Cup?
2: Um, Yeah, I would say uh, Manchester City will be hit hard. After all, they had 16 players participating in the World Cup, and most of them are key players in their squad. But the good news for the City is that Kevin De Bruyne is looking strong after a distressing journey in Qatar, and they just knocked out Liverpool in the EFL Cup, and Erling Haaland has continued his good form and excellent performance. But the city will still need to give the players enough rest to avoid potential injuries. And uh, just like what Yang Guang said, Manchester uh, Manchester United and Hotspur will also have a hard time as they also have uh, 14 and 11 players respectively playing in the World Cup uh you know we can clearly see uh rafael Varane being affected by injury uh, in the world cup final so um Hag decided to try and decided trying to use casemiro as as a center back and uh it worked well in the match against burnley and apart from that uh chelsea will certainly have a hard time in future clashes uh, as they also have 12 players in the world cup and they only rank the eighth place in the current standing list So it's fair to say that they are in a quite dangerous position right now. And uh, I think there are also some teams who are benefiting from the World Cup schedule. I think Liverpool will be one of them as it only has seven players playing at Qatar. And they didn't start well in the beginning of the season. But more time for training and rest will give them an edge over the other teams.
0: We've mentioned a couple of um, teams, uh, Tianyu, that are competing for the championships in their respective European leagues um, and the effect that the World Cup will have on them. Um, so I think, you know, let's look at the remainder of the season. Do you think that the current leaders of the top Euro- European leagues, so for example, the Bundesliga, Serie A, Premier League, La Liga, um, do you think that they could potentially remain at the top uh, for the remainder of the season? Do you think, you know, For example, the fatigue and injuries from the World Cup will have an effect. Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, Yeah, uh, in the Premier League, uh, Arsenal is looking pretty strong right now. You know, they are a brand new team now compared with when Arteta started coaching it three years ago. They are five points ahead of the Manchester City now. And their coach just said the team hasn't been affected much after the World Cup. And here's what he said in an interview.
3: Yeah, they were all fine and they were all came in good spirits. Some of them came earlier than expected. And they were like busting to be back and be part of it. So I feel a really good uh, energy around the place. And uh, they have got right away into the rhythm and, and what we want. And um, we have a few days before Monday, but uh, we are good.
2: It seemed as if Arsenal has the ability to contest for the league champion this season. But let's just not forget that they are facing a pretty tense schedule in the next stage of the tournament. Uh, you know, Jesus is already suffering from knee injury, which will see him resting for at least three months, and they will have to uh, and they will have to replenish their squad in the winter transfer period. You know, a centre forward is a must, and also I think they need to find a substitute for Thomas Partey so it's really hard to compete with manchester city for uh, arsenal in this season as uh, the city has so many great players available if they are not troubled by too many injuries i think man city still has a fair chance at claiming this year's premier league champion and as for la liga uh, real madrid's play first place was taken over by barcelona just before the world cup they only got four points. Uh, they they only got four points in three league matches before the World Cup, and they also had uh, many players, uh, 13 players, who played in Qatar, and these players will still need some time to recover. But Barcelona is also facing similar problems. They had 17 players playing in their national teams, and I think Real Madrid still has a better squad than Barca does, and they are definitely going to make some transactions to add to, to their squad in the winter transfer period. And uh, they already they already bought Hendrik, a talented young player from Brazil. And uh, rumor has it that uh, they're contacting Bellingham. So as a Real Madrid fan, I am not worried about their future performance.
0: Yeah, I think the January transfer market should be very interesting to watch. I'm sure we will dedicate an entire podcast uh, to that at some point. But... Um... Yeah, I think that could potentially be a way that some of these um, you know leading European teams in their domestic leagues could potentially um, hang on to their position and maybe you know make a, a push to to stay in that position for for the remainder of the season but yeah I think we should see some very interesting results and movements um, at the top of the tables in the European domestic leagues as the season progresses and talking of the January transfer window and transfers in general of course, Unfortunately, I suppose, one of the biggest talking points of the FIFA World Cup was Cristiano Ronaldo and, you know, the relationship that he had with the Portuguese coach and the Portuguese national team in general, actually. And, um, of course, his future having, you know, um, been released from his contract at Manchester United. Yang Guang, if we had to have a crystal ball and look into the future, where do you think Cristiano Ronaldo could potentially end up? <laughs>
1: um I have to say first of all Ronaldo's comments on his relationship with Manchester United ahead of the World Cup without thinking it through what's next to move for him is really a bad very bad idea um now it's it's a very embarrassing situation for Ronaldo I think he might he might take the Riyadh club's offer Uh, to join the Saudi club Um, it's appealing lots of money but um, it would also mean the end of his top professional career and I think um, I think Ronaldo is still a good choice for some top clubs for example on top of my head AC Milan I, I think it's a good match but um After all, it's a detail of his career and uh, whatever decisions he makes, um, I think fans should enjoy every single game he plays, whatever clubs he plays for.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, he hasn't put himself in the greatest position. But I think, Yang Guang, I agree with your sentiment there that fans should just enjoy the remainder of the playing days that he has left. And hopefully when he does, you know, eventually announce his retirement, we all remember all of the amazing moments um, that he created and just, you know, the phenomenal career that he's had. And I think it's undoubted that he will go down as one of the greatest of all times. I think that there's unfortunately no longer debates. I think Lionel Messi will go down as the greatest ever. I think, you know, the debate will potentially be between him and Pele now. Um, But yeah, I think Cristiano Ronaldo will definitely go down as one of the greatest footballers and one of the most successful footballers that we've ever seen. And hopefully the last couple of seasons of his career are also relatively successful um tianyu i'm gonna pose the question to you in a slightly different way because you know you and i are massive cristiano ronaldo fans where would you like to see him end up um for his next move
2: yeah um i really had some hard feelings answering this question you know the world cup that just passed is really disappointing To me, as a Ronaldo fan, I just witnessed the Lionel Messi become the greatest of all time by claiming the trophy, and it really sucks to see that Portugal was eliminated early and Ronaldo only scored once in the whole tournament. Uh, So this man is really facing a dilemma here, just like you've just mentioned. The uh, only club that have made an offer for Ronaldo in the last six months was the Saudi Arabia club. uh, But I think uh, Ronaldo's ego and his firm belief that he can keep playing in one of the Europe's leading leagues will keep him out of the idea of making huge money in the Arabian Pro League. Ideally, I I think it would be great to see him continuing to play in the Champions League again and extend his record of 140 goals in the competition. But there are so few clubs willing to buy a highly paid striker who is going to turn his 38th uh, birthday and who only has one league goal so far this season. Uh Chelsea and Napoli showed some interest last summer, but uh I think uh they don't need uh such a, you know, highly paid striker anymore. But I think uh, Ronaldo might like the idea of going back to Lisbon, his first professional club in Portugal, but I think uh but they simply could not afford him. Uh, so in uh, in October, the club's manager said that everyone in Sporting dreams of the return for Cristiano, but we don't have the money to pay his wages. But I think he could make it happen by lowering his wage demands to a level that w- would allow him to return. I think it would be great if he can return to his first professional club. But I'm still harboring the hope that he can, uh, that since he's not suitable for for the forward position, maybe he could move his position into midfield and show great performance again
0: in the top leagues. I must say, I would also love to see him return to sporting. I think, um, look, I think potentially maybe for one or two more seasons, I think he can still remain up front, but they need to create or have a team environment where they can cover, cover for him defensively, of course. For, for some reason, I see Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, trying his hand at the Bundesliga and being up front, you know, next to the likes of um, Leroy Sané, um, uh, um Kingsley Coman, uh, you know, and Sadio Mane. I I, I I love the idea of seeing those wingers um, whipping in balls for Cristiano Ronaldo to f- finish off. And of course, they've got really sh- a really strong defensive midfield and defenders at the back as well. So I think I would love to see Cristiano Ronaldo... Um, you know, lower lower his wage demands massively and potentially having a go at the Bundesliga and Bayern Munich. I think that would be amazing to watch. But yeah, I think just the romance of him returning to sporting and, you know, finishing his career there, I think that would be also fantastic to see. But yeah, time will tell. And that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, as always, we will be back next week with our latest Talking Point, and we will see you then.